Hello everybody, my name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today we're going to be discussing the Southern Baptist Convention booking a false teacher at the upcoming uh, Pastors Wives slash Women's Conference at the annual Southern Baptist Convention. This is a con uh, convention or a conference at the convention, the annual Southern Baptist Convention. So this is a very sanctioned event by the Southern Baptist Convention and they are booking a revoice theologian, a side B theologian named Rachel Gilson to speak to the wives of pastors. This is such a bad move. This is an obvious bad move. The Southern annual Southern Baptist convention of 2023 is already shaping up to be a very dynamic fight over the issue of egalitarianism and feminism. But you just threw in revoice as an issue of showdown at this event and in the past, the Southern Baptist Convention booked a female pastor to do spoken word worship, I believe during the pastor's conference. And that didn't go over well, and they canceled that. That was a couple years ago. But this year, they're booking Rachel Gilson, a side B theologian, at their women's conference. And this is such a bad move. We're going to call it out. And a lot of the discernment bloggers are calling it out. So hopefully we can get them to change course uh, through shame and sheer will. So that's the goal of this video. But first, I want to let you know Evangelical Dark Web is a Christian news gathering and commentary ministry. So you can support us at our Patreon-like system, evangelicaldarkweb.org slash join. But we're not just news and commentary. We're also activism. And the least you can do to help us out is subscribe. Like this video, subscribe to the channel if you are new to subscribes. New subscriptions really help with video algorithms. That is the best thing you can do. Um, other than that, uh, subscribe to the podcast if you're a listener. And uh, check out the free Evangelical Dark Web newsletter. So I want to give Jared Moore the shout out here. He's the one that broke this news simply by tweeting out the lineup. And Jared Moore is a subject matter expert on Side B Theology. Very few people, there is a short list of people that have done more research on side B theology and the theologians behind it than myself. Jared Moore is clearly on that list. I think he has a book on it. I got to book him for a live stream interview, but that's for another day. But he says, I see that Rachel Gilson is speaking at the Pastors Wives Women's Conference at SBC 2023, but Gilson's doctrine of sin, repentance, and sanctification are unbiblical. She's extremely unbiblical on same-sex attraction, uh, and he does a thread of what she teaches. But I, I wanted to give him the shout-out. We're going to listen to some clips of her. And this one's the new clip. It's not new. It's from uh, Crew19, which is a very much a woke fest for this collegiate ministry. So here's a clip from Crew 19. For someone who comes to Christ to see, oh, this isn't the way God designed to use my sexuality. They don't have to negate all the good things that they've experienced with the person that they've been in a relationship with to recognize that God says something else about sexuality. They might end up making a very big cost I mean, I've, I've known some people who decide to stay in that relationship legally, but to live celibately. To That's not biblical. That has happened with some, with some couples who both come to Christ. I've known some couples where one person came to Christ and decided that in order to honor the Lord, um, he needed to be celibate, and his partner decided, his husband decided to leave him. I mean, Paul talks about this reality in 1 Corinthians 7. Sometimes if a, if a spouse comes to know the Lord, 
the other spouse can't abide it and they leave and then that person's, you know, that person's free. Uh, but sometimes it will mean, yes, yeah, sometimes it will mean getting a divorce. God hates divorce. He does. It breaks that image of marriage just as surely as anything else. What's interesting is though God hates it, it is still sometimes allowed in the context of a broken world. I think it's really challenging, for example, to read the end of Nehemiah. If you're not familiar with Nehemiah, it's after Israel had been sent away, exiled for their disobedience, and they're being brought back to the land. And they're told, like, you were exiled for disobedience. Be obedient, be obedient. Draw near to the Lord. This is beautiful thing. No, okay, I gotta stop, I gotta stop. Um, It's not a sermon on Nehemiah. But even if they come back to the land and they renew their vows and they draw near to the Lord, they end up marrying these foreign women, which is expressly what God told them not to do. The Jewish people needed to stay a unique whole so that when the seed of Abraham came, Jesus, he would be able to fulfill the promises about him. They needed to stay a people. The solution to that isn't divorce. And they disobeyed and they got into these relationships. And what Nehemiah did is he broke up those relationships. God doesn't love divorce. Uh, Sometimes the consequences of our sin are extremely complicated and very messy. That means we can't be simplistic people and we cannot be proud people and we can't be people who just have these little set answers. When we're walking alongside real human beings, we need to really meet them where they're at. We need to, we need to be whole people. So this is really bad logic to assume that this is a hard question. No, you leave. This is not a real marriage. It shouldn't be treated like a real marriage. So the next clip that I want to show you is my own clip. I did a video on this a couple of years ago, September 29th, 2021. So this is old content on Evangelical Dark Web, but it's an oldie, but it's a goodie. And it shows exactly what type of theology Rachel uh, Gilson teaches. Because she put out a statement saying, I don't condone same-sex marriage. I believe it's a sin. Well, that's not what you said in Crew 2019, so I don't want to hear it. But... At the same time, she's also weak on the transgender issue. So I actually think this is worse. So we're going to watch this clip. And we're not going to watch my commentary because, you know. I think the question of preferred pronouns is probably one of the most difficult to answer well in a space like this. And I mean like in a digital question and answer type space. And part of the reason I think that's true is because it really can come down to a question of conscience. So if you've uh, done a quiet time recently in the weak brother, strong brother passages of scripture, um, Paul has a category for the reality that some Christians are going to come to issues and fall in different spots. And one of the most important questions there is how are we going to relate to each other when we fall in different spots? So on the one hand, some of us would feel incredibly compromised using a transgender person's preferred name or pronouns because it feels like we're complicit in a lie. It feels like we're breaking the ninth commandment, right? Like we're bearing false witness uh, about a neighbor. And we need to take that really, really seriously. It is never safe to go to a place that your faith doesn't allow you, right? To go against your conscience. And if that is your position, you have to recognize that when you are interacting with a transgender person, your inability to use their preferred name or or pronoun could actually be received as very offensive by them or deeply hurtful by them. 
And so I would encourage people in that category to think, okay, well, my truth is clear. How can my how can I communicate clearly the grace of Christ here? How can I go above and beyond to show love, knowing that my posture and pronouns is going to be tricky for the person that I'm talking with? Others of us have no problem at all using preferred name and pronouns. We're like, yes, this is a way of showing love. I'm ready to do this. And in that case, your conversation partner is probably easily going to feel loved and accepted by you. So then I would challenge you, since you have access to the heart of your friend, what would it mean for you to use that access to have truthful conversations, either about who Christ is, maybe if you feel competent about the nature of the body, even just beginning conversations of if your friend has thought about how God relates to these questions in their lives. But no matter where we come down, I want us to be able to relate to each other with honor and respect because the church has not had to answer these questions before. And we, <laughs> we need to have grace with each other, right? We know that God loves desperately the transgender people in our lives. And so we need to be thinking as a community, how can we expose them to the love that we have received ourselves? So that's obviously a word salad by uh, Rachel Gilson that doesn't really, you know, that treats an easy question like a hard question. Like, that's a sin issue. Like, using preferred pronouns is a sin issue. It's not a Christian liberty issue. And it shouldn't be addressed as such because you're bearing false witness. You're assenting to an evil ideology, an evil theology, even. So that's not something that we should... Uh, exactly look up and i did look up nehemiah 13 which is the section that rachel gilson uh talked about it talks about nehemiah ripping people's hair out and making them swear i believe specifically levites not to marry their daughters or sons off to foreigners after some people already did so he's you know ripping people's hairs out hair out and uh striking them probably with a rod or whatever but it doesn't necessarily say that he uh, counseled divorce. If anything, it I, it could be implied that I, I'm not quite sure. But it doesn't say that he div made them get divorced, that divorce was the solution. Uh, so that's not exactly, you know, the reading of that. So not good biblical exegesis by Rachel Gilson there. I'd have to do more study on Nehemiah to comment further because it's been a while since I've read that. Uh, book in its entirety but the book ends with nehemiah saying you know remember me O lord for the things that i did and these are some of the things that he did ripping people's beards out and stuff like that so uh nehemiah is pretty based back then so anyway yeah this is not the type of person that should be speaking at a southern baptist convention conference she's a false teacher an obvious false teacher she you know was part of the woke train and infiltrating crew and she's part of the keller center that's another red flag as well if you're part of the keller center because he's a false teacher and this whole ministry by the gospel coalition is gonna be a grooming program for false teachers unless you're joshua butler who they canceled but still 
Very stupid. Uh, that's all I got to say about that for today. Uh, hopefully the SBC takes corrective action as a, as a result of all the uh, backlash you're getting. And I'm happy to contribute to that backlash. Have a blessed day and we will catch you on the next one.